am I being ambitious with this? Absolutely. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Booted Sisters. I'm Sarah, and I'll be joined by my sister, Rachel, for our weekly phone call. Um, This week, we're kind of getting back to the normal structure. The last couple of episodes have been travel episodes, and this week is somewhat of a hybrid. We still talk about a trip Rachel's been on because we just can't escape it. She keeps traveling. Um, But we do get back to the normal structure. We talk about my week. We talk about her week and we get back to our segments as usual please check out our instagram at booted sisters for some pictures that will add a visual to some of the things we talk about today enjoy the episode hello hey how's it going pretty good how are you i'm good Um, So it's been a while since we've done like a normal episode and this one's still going to have a little bit of, you've been traveling a ton, so we're still going to talk about some travels of yours, but I think in general, we're back to a normal structure, right? Yes. Normal structure. Um, (laughs) All right. So my week was good. Um, I told you this already, but I'll just like, I don't know how to talk about my week without talking about this, but I am traveling this coming week for work. So I feel like that's like new for me and weird and big for me. So I haven't gone to a job in person since 20 early 2020. And so I like, don't really have work clothes anymore and stuff like that. So that's been a lot of the past (laughs) week is just like prepping for that. Yeah. I kind of haven't done anything. I should have thought about this more. I last night went (laughs) to a bar with some friends. That was really fun. Um, I'm skiing next week. So that's a next week thing. But I have yeah, I'm really excited too. Yeah, I'm really excited for that because that was like your one like Colorado holdout that you weren't gonna do. And now like <laughs> here you are going on a ski trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, it won't be the biggest ski trip of all time, but I am excited to report back on that. Um, so yeah, I've been prepping for that too. I feel like I've just been like this week has been like making sure I have things for the next couple of weeks, like have work yeah. clothes, have ski gear, not really gear as much as like clothes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. It has been really snowy, a lot of just like not really being able to drive as much, which I haven't been driving. Like Denver is a huge, you can't really exist in Denver without driving. It's a, it's definitely not a walkable city to I don't know if anyone would disagree with that. I don't think it's very hot of a take. Obviously, you can kind of walk places. Like I walk to the grocery store sometimes if I'm only yeah. doing a few things. I walk to coffee shops. Like I have plenty of things within walking distance, but you don't really go about your life without driving around here a lot. So it has, I like just noticed the other day that I still have over a half tank of gas and like that's pretty <laughs> weird yeah. to not go through. I think I didn't even have a full tank when I got back from Christmas. Like I haven't even gotten close to needing to fill up in 2023 yet. Like it's just like <laughs> random things like that where I'm just realizing I haven't been driving as much. I've I've gone to friends' houses and stuff like that a couple of times where I've like used my car a bit, but otherwise like I've just been kind of like not going a lot of places and just going for walks if I do need to go places. So a lot of not using my car that much, but oh, 
did I talk about this last week? The ice rink is really here. The one I was worried oh, about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. yeah, the shoveling situation in the back where, where we park. Uh, when I got back from traveling for Christmas, the ice rink had started and now it's just gotten really bad because it snowed a lot this week. It's crazy because last year it snowed obviously way more than I, as a person I'm used to when it was my first winter in Denver, but it didn't really start. It didn't start at all until December. And it was just kind of like a handful of big snows, but for me, but like across the board, like from what I was hearing and like reading, it was like a very light snow year and a very mild winter for Denver. And apparently this year has just been like the opposite. Like it's been like record number every, I was seeing a bunch of stuff this week of like, after this big snow this week, it was like record highs. Like this is the most snow we've gotten in a winter since like, I don't know, early two thousands or nineties or something like that. So it's, it's really stark compared to last winter, because I think that one of my happiest things with moving out here and like su- most surprising was that the winter was like very doable for me. Like it just wasn't as bad as I expected. And this exactly. year it's just like a little worse. Yeah. So I've just been <laughs> like very cozy at home a lot. And I feel like I have just been like, I like tried to unpack right away when I got back, but I feel like I've just been drowning in my apartment. Like I've never fully cleaned since getting back. So every day I'm yeah. just kind of like cleaning. <laughs> oh, also we haven't talked a lot about like media on here. I've been bad about reading, but hopefully I'll have some like book recommendations in the coming months and stuff. But yeah, I know in the first couple episodes, we talked about like shows and stuff, but we haven't that much, but I watched last week, all of, um, Fleischman is in trouble. Have you heard anything about that or watched it? Mm -mm. I'm still processing. I kind of wish I had read the book. Um, okay. But the show, obviously I was compelled enough that I binged it all. So that might be saying something. I don't know. I feel like I can binge a lot of things, but also we're both watching Abbott Elementary, right? You're still, are you keeping up with it? Um, my, so Hulu has figured out my VPN. Um, oh, that's so, so I rude. I don't have access to Hulu right now. This is making yeah. me so sad because everything I watch is on Hulu. So all my recommendations are always going to be Hulu. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Actually, I have two other things that are Mm. somewhat, I don't think we really talked about New Year's resolutions that much. I don't really have New Year's resolutions this year. Um, So I'm not going to like dig into that too much, but there's a couple things I'm trying to do. Um, One of them is this five-year journal. Have you heard of these? No, um, I've had some really good. So you gave me a journal M and David gave me a nice journal and like, I'll, I'll be like, wow, so excited about it. And then, you know, no. Yeah. Okay. And this is a little bit to the, uh, reason for this podcast is because you and I are both terrible at journaling. We've right. talked about yeah. this a lot. Um, so am I being ambitious with this? Absolutely. But I've been <laughs> hearing about this for a few months. So it's a five-year journal each page has a day and then it has five separated lines. So you write just like something short about that day. So I just opened it to page June 15th. (laughs) So I would put like 2023, June 15th. And then on June 15th, I'll just say like, went camping probably or something like that, Um, you know, and, (laughs) um, you know, just like a couple lines. So a, I think the, like, lower pressure of you don't have to like necessarily sit for 20 minutes and write a lot about your day might be more up my alley so far it has been I've been using it um also I do feel like since it's so brief and like all I really think I'm going to use it for is just remembering like any small detail like anything is fine 
Um, so even if I miss a few days, I can like go back and be like, oh yeah, on Tuesday I did this on Wednesday I did this. Like I can kind of like only like, it doesn't necessarily have to happen every single day. I can kind of catch up if I need to. Sure. Yeah. So, so far it's been working well. And I think the main thing that's going to keep me compelled for it is that I like, I love to be nostalgic and I think it'll be really fun to do it like for five years, like to look back on right now in five years and be like, wow, I can't believe I was doing that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this goes well. <laughs> I'm excited yeah, about it. Awesome. And then this won't be, um, I can say this because by the time this releases, she'll have it, but I bought one for Sam too, as like a late birthday present. Cause That's she good. loves journaling and is good about it. And I think it would be fun for her too. So, and I would, I figure if she's not excited about it right now, she can put it off and save it for in the future. Like sure. she can just have it and start it whenever she wants, even if it's not this year. So yeah, that's, absolutely. that's one thing. <laughs> and then the second thing that's like new year's related how I'm different this year, <laughs> new year, new me is, um, I'm trying to do, I'm so bad about music. I'm really, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks, so I don't listen to music that much anyway, but I'm terrible at finding new music. I'm terrible at like listening to different genres. I like things when people like play music around me. I'm just terrible about finding music on my own. So I've seen some people do this thing where they make playlists throughout the year, like each month, they make a playlist with like songs that they heard that month and wanted to put on there. So I'm trying to do that, um, on Spotify. So please anyone listening, (laughs) send me song recommendations. Um, because I think I'm going to really need that, but it's helping me like, make sure I spend a little bit more time listening to music and like do a little bit more of exploring. What's up? Aaron knows and loves Jukebox the Ghost. <gasps> That's huge. <laughs> there's it really so is special. Though. Yeah, there's something crazy about finding somebody who just already knows. It's like hard to assess how big or small they are because they don't seem tiny, but then nobody's ever heard of them. So that's amazing. I love that. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron. <laughs> My friend Aaron also likes Jukebox the Ghost because I introduced her to it. So that's a little bit different, but she'll yeah. like to hear this probably. Um, yeah. So those are my like things I've been doing this week that are new year, new me related, but I think that's pretty much that it. It's you. been a very low key week. I feel like all my updates will be in the next few weeks. I love it. Um, let me know whatever month is going to be your brandy month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing too, is like, I'm so like, I'm, I'm not going to be apologetic about listening to the same music over and over, but that's like the problem I'm trying to solve is like not just re-listening to the same stuff. And so I'm trying to sprinkle in some favorites to each month um, with the goal being that like, I'm trying to listen to the playlist as the month goes on too. So that like, it really does work that it reminds me of January, 2023, when I listen to this playlist. Classical conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. If I just listen to each song once and then just like add it to the playlist and move along, like when I listen later, it's not going to do anything for me. So I'm trying to like continuously add and continuously listen. Um, So yeah, I'm thinking that like for some favorites, like favorite artists and like albums that I already like, I'll just like pick one song that feels right for January or February, or whatever. So that's what I'm doing so far. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So what about you? You want to tell us about your last week? Yeah. Um, so last weekend was a, a long weekend. So really, I just like to focus on um, the trip I took then, um, which was to go skiing up in the Italian Dolomites. Um, so 
Aaron and I took the train up, which was a lovely experience. Just a day of training through the Italian countryside. And we went to Falgaria, like a little village up in the Dolomites, uh, which apparently is known for Italian futurism. I guess one of the like leaders of the movement was born in that town or something. Um, but they're like these kind of like murals on, on buildings that are futurist or supposed to be. They look pretty like cubist and stuff, so I guess that was was on brand. But um, I think Italian futurism is like a, across artistic genres, like very known for cinema. But this, they were representing it in like paintings on the side of the building and stuff. Very pretty. Not like the most snow in the world. But we went up. So went up on a Friday, um, did two days of skiing, and then came back on a Monday, and we stayed at this like cute family owned like ski lodge where they like served us dinner every night and had a little continental breakfast out in the morning before we would go to ski slopes and they would just drive us to the lift the, like the ski lift and then pick us up when we were done skiing and it was just That's delightful so cute. oh <laughs> I love that yeah uh That's oh and they had a sauna um in the in the basement too so that was like one of the reasons that Aaron picked that place was so great. Amazing. Yeah. Erin sounds, sounds like a great travel companion. Like she makes good choices. Oh yeah. <laughs> Such a planner, but like with really great taste. I don't know if we touched on this in the last episode, I guess we'll, we'll listen <laughs> back to it, but we were there when we recorded the last episode. Yeah. So. I think we referenced it. So this is feeling a little bit meta, but yes, this is a more in depth. <laughs> I think yeah. we like quickly mention that you're somewhere. And yeah. 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 Cool. Um, but yeah, one of the things I know we mentioned last week was that I finally got that hot chocolate um, <laughs> and it was indeed thick. We had like three or four C's. Um, <laughs> it, the first couple sips, you're like, oh, it's thick. And then like, by the time you get to the bottom, it's just straight up pudding. Like, did it, it, did is... it cool off pretty quickly? Like, did it feel like pudding temperature almost? <laughs> no, no, it was still warm and it was still satisfying. Like I, I know describing it as warm pudding does not sound great but it was really good um it's just like that's like the best way to describe the consistency of it um they still like put whipped cream on top for me and stuff like that and it was delightful um I haven't really like you go to cafes around here like I haven't even really seen it on menus maybe it's some like chain type to go coffee places but that's not really what you see most of the time around here so I wouldn't necessarily expect to see that in southern Italy but this is like very northern tip of Italy um like in the mountain range just before the Alps kind of near Austria so there it was very thick very tasty um you're welcome everybody I've done (laughs) one thing on the the to-do list and the one thing that everybody's asked the most about uh, <laughs> All right, now it's time for us to bully you about going to that McDonald's in Rome. Yeah, no. I mean, I've been <laughs> gone so much. I haven't even been to Rome yet. That might be a week. Yeah, ago. that is pretty crazy. I think um let's talk a little bit about too. We kind of finally explicitly dropped it in last week's episode where you live right now in Italy. Yeah. And so like I think maybe if we could spend a minute just talking about that and about like how close you are to Rome and stuff like that, like how the travel connects. Like how long was your journey to this ski trip and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So that was like seven hours. Um so we just dedicated, you know, two days to, to the travel itself. I'm in Napoli and Rome is like a one hour 
train ride away. Um, <laughs> so this is so, what I'm always talking about how you need to go to Rome because it's not that far. No, it's not. I do need to just get on the train and go, but I've been gone almost every weekend, right? Yeah. Out of country or on the slope. So it just has not, it's like, it's always going to be there. Right. But yeah, I need to do Rome. I need to do Capri and Ischia um, and Amalfi and Vesuvius, yeah. Pompeii. Like there's a lot around here that I need to do, but I figure if and when people visit, um, yeah, that's when I'll do that kind of stuff. So when it's just me, um, I'm going to go see different countries and, and do ski trips and stuff like that, that I wouldn't do with just people visiting from the States, you know? So that's kind of like, I'm keeping all that stuff in my back pocket for any of you listeners who come and visit me. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Can we also talk about your history of skiing? So I think you oh, referenced okay. it a bit or you probably have. I'm like, it's blurring what you've said to me and what you've said to the podcast, but Uh, um, yeah. So this is your first time skiing in Europe, right? Yep. Third continent and third country. So yeah, I, we learned to ski. We probably touched on it a little bit last week. I don't remember what you said, but we learned to ski um, in Virginia. So Virginia fake snow skiing, but uh, we got the basics That fake snow when you're a kid is so cool. Like, oh yeah, How do they, what do, I still don't really know, but <laughs> you can't concentrate on your ski lessons because you're just looking at the snow blowers. Just staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not like Virginia is like the state most known for skiing, but we got the the foundation there for sure. Um, and then skiing is very big in Japan. And so right before COVID, that first season that I was out there, I went skiing with my friends, and they were very proficient, especially. Jane and it was surprising to me like how much how quickly it came back but definitely took a few trips to really get better at it so that first season was just kind of like getting the feel for it again Um, and then COVID hit I didn't ski the next season and then my last winter there I went skiing much more so that that would have been last year Um, I went skiing several times and really like picked up on some skills so um, I'm not like you know going down double blacks left and right or anything like that but um, definitely like very comfortable skiing at an intermediate level Um, and yeah and so I learned to ski in Virginia have skied in Japan and now I've skied in Italy Um, I haven't done the Alps yet don't ask I haven't done them yet but, uh, <laughs> well, well, I knew the answer to that. <laughs> Do you want to go to the Alps soon then? Is that something that's like kind of on the horizon for you this winter? Or what are you thinking with that? Um, I don't know. I really want to just keep going to cities and going to countries. I, I do enjoy skiing, but like I did a lot of skiing in Japan. So if another like trip to the Alps, like if people want to do that, I would join in on it. But that might be a next season thing, not this year. Gotcha. Um, Because I've skied once, you know, and gotcha. Not not Um, like an immediate priority, I guess, is the answer. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. How do have you just been paying for like one off like day passes when you like when you went this past time? Yes. And did you do that in Japan or did you have a pass? No, I I have always done just paid for the day because in Japan there I I was opportunistic with skiing, but like let's go this weekend. Okay, cool. You know, and so I maybe there's a way to figure out the passes. I don't I that I didn't know, like, but I there wasn't one that was for like all the slopes. There's Hakuba in Japan. Um, and you that was a good pass because you could get to like three or four different slopes. So you could do a lot of different runs with that one, but like not one that was like anywhere in Japan. So I don't know. I do know that there are some places out here that take the Epic Pass. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I've like heard yeah. rumblings about that, but 
yeah. Anyway, this is, will not become a ski podcast, but we are going to talk more about skiing next weekend because it will be my first time going. It's going to be your new favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, even though we have the shared history of learning skiing in Virginia when we were kids, I would say Rachel is by far the more enthusiastic person about skiing of the two of us. And so it's just like funny that I'm the one who lives in Colorado, but when Rachel someday moves out to Colorado too, yeah. then maybe she'll, she'll either pull me into skiing or I'll just like have to ask her to stop inviting me. So we'll see what that turns into. My five-year journal will tell. <laughs> cool. Um, um, that's cool. fun. Yeah. I'm glad you got to go. It sounds like a fun, like use of time if you're not specifically planning a different trip to cities, but I can understand your like priority of like visiting other cities in Europe while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the main thing that would drive me towards skiing if it's like a good group of people are going and I want to like go hang out with mm-hmm. people. Oh yeah. Um, also that cabin sound, like that's the type of stuff I thought would get me to skiing. <laughs> it, like, into oh skiing, yeah. But, like so cabin great. type things. That sounds like such a vibe or you yeah. didn't say cabin. It was like a B and B, but I don't know. That sounded yeah, really yeah. fun. No, it was really cute. And then they had, um, so I'm spoiled to me. Every ski slope should be, uh, in a town that has volcanic baths, like, <laughs> like volcanic water, <laughs> hot springs, I guess that's the term. Yeah. So it, that's not true out here, at least not at the Dolomites. The, the main like pool in the sauna was a Turkish tepid bath. So it wasn't like hot water. It wasn't cold. It was tepid. Um, I was not about that. I need my Japanese onsen. I needed it to be hot. Um, but they did have a proper sauna. Um, and Aaron taught me the Swedish sauna technique of like stay in for 15 minutes, go to a freezing cold shower for a minute and then like let your body regulate, um, which not an enjoyable shower, but like after the fact, you're like, Oh, I get it. Okay. I have something to say about that. (laughs) I went to, um, a spa in California that was like that method. And it was also a silent spa. Oh God. (laughs) It was so fun. (laughs) But um, yeah, the cold, like the sections of cold, I was so serious about following the rules, which obviously are guidelines, but like, it was this beautiful, like outdoor place. And I went with my friend, Emily, and we thought that, um, It was, I think we originally thought it was like actual natural hot springs when we had like first looked it up or we maybe just started by looking up if we could go to hot springs. (laughs) That was not the case. It was fully not natural, but um, it was fully outdoors. It was a lovely day. We had just been like hiking a little bit in uh, Big Sur and lovely time, but we timed it terribly. because so we had done a road trip together and we had just been like one-on-one the two of us like constantly together for the last couple of days and we were really excited to go to the spa as like a relaxing thing and we just timed it badly with meal time like we it had it was close to dinner time and we hadn't eaten in a while and we had like hiked a little bit (laughs) and so we arrive and it's just like this beautiful place and they tell you about like you need to like here's the hot options steam room sauna 
hot tubs and then there were like cold plunge like pools and they were different levels of cold and they were like you're supposed to do this many minutes of this and then like go into the cold (laughs) and and then they were like and it's a silent spot so like no talking and it was just like so funny because I think we were both like a little bit excited about the silent thing because it was like nice to have like a quiet break but obviously it was weird energy in there like just like a lot of people walking around like zombies (laughs) nobody talking but California (laughs) yeah very California but yeah, when I had first got there, I was like so serious about doing the like hot then cold, but it was so hard. Like I'm so impressed by people who can like be good about that because it was like so hard to make myself do it. And then I would kind of be watching other people. I'm like, nobody else is doing this. Everyone's just doing the warm stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to do the cold plunge every once in a while, but not every single time because this is killing me. So I'm yeah. not sure I myself found the benefits of that. I didn't really feel like I was feeling anything, but obviously I wasn't that strict about it. Um, but yeah, then we ended up leaving like a little sooner than I wanted to, but it made sense. We were both starving. And then when we were walking back to the car, Emily was like, I had the same song stuck in my head the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, that would make the experience a lot more maddening. So anyway, I would honestly go back, but I would just time it better. Yeah, I I did like after like doing the cold shower is really tough, but then like it's during the regulating period, like once you get your breathing back down and stuff, like I did kind of like really feel muscle relaxation, I'm like, oh, okay, but that's cool. Everything should be a Japanese onsen. So. <laughs> All right. Spoiled. <laughs> uh, so that's where we were. Um, bite. We talked about the hot chocolate last in the last episode. Obviously I already talked about it here. Um, the best food that of the dinners they gave us the first dinner, they had these like ravioli. They were, they were like Big like ravioli, almost kind of folded similar to tortellini. We'll post a picture. But the sauce was butter. It was just like basted. It was just like solid butter. And it was so delicious. These cheese ravioli with butter. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, confusion. So um, <laughs> in the morning, um, <laughs> we we had that like, they had like some food out. It was kind of like a continental breakfast. And then um, the, the husband be like hey what do you know what do you guys you guys want a cappuccino you're right he would come around asking for drink so there's birre versus birra um and it's like birre like yeah what do you want to drink but i got it confused with birra which is beer and it's like 8 a.m and i'm like yeah <laughs> no <laughs> like we're good but can we have do a cappuccini and like, sure and aaron just looks at me like no, he's saying drink. <laughs> Do you think he knew what you're confused about? Um, I think he knew that I didn't speak Italian, but he knew how to say cappuccini. <laughs> That's so good. You should just say that every time, like you're ordering somewhere, like you walk into a coffee shop, no matter what they say, just be like, no, thank you, but I'll have a cappuccino. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I'll take a cappuccino. Um, so That's great. Uh, and then the word of the week, shiere, is ski, like to ski skiing. Oh, great word of the week, shiere. shiere. Yeah, like sherry, but like sherry, but shiere. It's spelled, <laughs> um, I think, S-C-I-A-R-E, um, something like that. Nice. Uh, yeah, and then just come from like a trip reflection kind of point, right? Like uh, driving around there. So um, first... So we saw the Alps when we went to Munich um, and I would say these look kind of similar where it's just like a wall of mountain that's kind of like a uniform-ish height 
so like my reflection is like, so we, we took the train up and the train was kind of in the valley. And then um, we had a taxi driver recommended by the hotel who, who just drove us up to the town, um, up in the mountains. So we're like driving back and it was so cute. First of all, he's my Buffalo. He was, he was just like, just <laughs> interesting guy. Like he had a very eclectic playlist of like American disco, but also like these niche um American bands that I haven't even heard of like I don't know it's interesting but like we round a corner and even though like who knows how many times a day this guy does this drive up the mountains we literally round a corner and like see the dolomites and he just goes you know with like the hand gesture look at it Uh, (laughs) he's pretty good English so he was funny but but so yeah we're, we're driving black and I was kind of reflecting on it and it's like interesting the way like mountains can be so different in different places which is like a stupid thing to say sure but um to me like the the most distinct mountains that come to mind are Peru when you know when we were in the Andes and they were so like conical you know and Mm -hmm. very peaky the Alps and the Dolomites are just kind of like very uniform height almost just like a complete like fold of paper or something right and then like in in South America it was very like peaky mm-hmm. um in Japan obviously the ones that stand out to me are like the volcano shaped ones right um, yeah. yeah just mountains man <laughs> um we're a mountain podcast <laughs> we should have named our podcast I know we should have named our podcast um mountain mamas mountain sisters yeah, I don't know <laughs> Well, it was so funny because like I, Vesuvius is right there. I'm like, this feels like every time I would get on the train out of Tokyo, because you've got yeah. like, Fuji right there. Like, I don't know. Mountains are cool, man. <laughs> yep. And then the only other reflection I had, like, as we we're like driving through the villages and stuff, um, and just like, what makes, what makes these, you know, places look so cute? Like, you know, towns that maybe are a couple centuries older than American towns or like, what's so different? And I feel like even the stuff that's, you know, been built in the 20th century, like a lot of American construction feels like construction. And like some of the buildings, especially up in the mountains, it feels like craft, craftsmanship, you know, like if you take like a door, Mm -hmm. right? Like an American door is typically pretty boring you know, just like a piece of wood, maybe you like painted an interesting color, but like, it's going to be pretty standard. Like, I don't know. I just, and I also picture like the, the painting you have up on your wall, right. That you got in Peru, right. Like places where they like have cute little doorways, like they had up in the um, Italian mountain towns that we were in and stuff like that. It just, it just makes the vibes different. Right. Yeah. There it is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Just, just some of the, like the travel reflections. Yeah. Like little, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think- I know what you mean, especially, I guess, like, it would be interesting. I'm sh- like, I don't know, architecture people have a lot of, and like interior design people have a lot of knowledge around like all the different styles of the craft you're talking about. And it's certainly yeah. not like an America versus Europe thing, but more like way more common out where you are to see stuff still preserved and still in that state or for them to continue that type of style into modern day versus like modern America stuff is just, I mean, it's cheap. It's quick. It's usually garbage quality. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good choice of words. Like it's craft. It's not just like functional and got done on time or still late and still bad. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it is exactly what you're saying, where it's just, it's, it's either that old or it's trying to blend in with things that are that old. So it has to yeah. kind of have like a higher level of design and, and vibe. Oh, yeah, those were, those are all the areas for a typical week, right? Nice. Yeah. Um, and we, since this is like more a general weekly episode versus a travel debrief, we didn't get into all of the stuff, but you were like casually mentioning like your Buffalo and stuff, but any other, like, I mean, most things just kind of fit into <laughs> the normal debrief. Yeah, anyway, I would but... say, um, this bite ravioli, uh, yeah, maybe the hot chocolate, um, <laughs> Sight. Well, you didn't. Uh, oh, I guess you did bite the hot chocolate. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, not like literally. <laughs> I had to bite, spoon but... it. <laughs> um, goats. We saw goats uh, on the mountain. Like they were like domesticated. Somebody was feeding them. But we were just like the first day we got there was really nice outside. So we just kind of went on a walk. Um, like they had some trails around the mountain, and there was this other lodge that they had goats that were feeding, and they were like climbing around and there's just one super clumsy goat that like couldn't figure out the rocks I'm like this is what you're evolved for <laughs> like, <laughs> you to climb. So that's the best sight uh best memory um sauna with Aaron was really fun doing the phone call with you like was fun we were a little tipsy for that one um oh <laughs> <laughs> or at least I was I don't know uh memory yeah, probably like when we finally got the hot chocolate because the the it had like it was snowing, but then it kind of turned to rain because the snow wasn't that great and the weather was like just just borderline. Like I think the rest of the week it was beautiful and like anybody who went skiing right after we left would have like great weather, but it was like just turning for us. Um and so we just like kind of like get we didn't give up or we like let's take a long pause and then reevaluate if, if you know, we've had enough runs for the day. So we went to this restaurant that um, was right on the slope that the main slope that we would get picked up at later that day. Cause you could get around to a few different runs. And this was like our run if, uh, that would take us back to our part of the town. And it was a really cute restaurant. And we just like got a few plates to share um, and had some beer and just like relaxed and hung out and then got the hot chocolate. And we're just like, on the a mountain in Italy and we're like wow here we are <laughs> yeah um, so wow. that was pretty cool okay well it makes me very happy that like after it took you so long to get this stupid hot chocolate that it was such a beautiful moment and it, yeah, oh, it really yeah. paid off that that at least makes me happy if it had to take you forever <laughs> then that was a good <laughs> way to do it. nice yeah. yeah well that sounds very fun you're making me want to go out in the mountains so I guess I'm glad I'm skiing next weekend yeah Go out in the mountains. Me walk outside and look to your right. Okay. <laughs> I have not been, I went to the mountains so frequently over the summer. Like I would like actually go out and drive to the mountains and go camping or go yeah. hiking or something like that. I was doing that so much this summer. And I just like the only downside to me, like not getting into skiing is that I do, I'm feeling it a lot more this year than last year that I'm like, just kind of sitting out of all that right now. And then I'm not going out into the mountains. So I am very excited for the views next weekend. Yeah, no, totally worth it. Okay. So shall we get into things Sarah has learned about Italy from the internet? Sure. Um, okay. So this week I went onto the Lonely Planet website because I was thinking about how a lot of times I learn fact, fun facts about places I'm going when I'm reading the Lonely Planet book. 
You and I are both obsessed with these books. I should probably send you, I have the Napoli Amalfi Coast. I was wondering, I figured you probably do. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, Please. (laughs) I could also buy it myself and you can still keep your copy, but um, I li- I'm looking at an Australia one right now that I bought at a used bookstore because I was like, I'll go someday, which like it'll probably be very outdated by then. Um, yeah, maybe <laughs> this is the most boomer thing about us is that we love physical books of travel like <laughs> tips. <laughs> Official but, endorsement, Lonely Planet. We are we love care it. about that brand. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was thinking about like, oh, I feel like I always find some like interesting tidbits in those books. And also I know that I knew that they had a good website. I haven't spent that much time on their website, but I have briefly before. So I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to step back and act Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm planning a trip to Italy. What would, what would I learn? And so I did that. And then I stumbled into some articles and anyway, I'm only going to show, show, I'm only going to tell there's like a few things that were included in this article and I'm not going to just repeat it. You can look up the article if you want, but this is probably going to sound really dumb to anybody who has been to Italy more recently than I have, because it sounds like this is new as of pretty quick, like soon after I went, I went to Rome in 2018. What I learned is that as of 2019, I think maybe late 2019, you aren't allowed to sit still on the Spanish steps. You can get fined. Did you know this? I did not know this. It was such a thing when I was there, everyone was sitting still. And honestly, first of all, I did too. I sat there for a while. Um, And even though I enjoyed sitting there, I was kind of thinking people shouldn't be sitting here. It's like so crowded. And so that doesn't surprise me. But what did surprise me is that it's as of 2019, because when I was reading the article, it sounded more recent. And so I was like, oh, probably a COVID thing. But it was before COVID that they thought of that. But anyway, I think that that probably enhances the experience overall. Um, If anybody's been to Rome since this has been in effect, uh, maybe Rachel will be the soonest to report on this, but certainly let us know if you have been and if you've seen this, because I'll share a picture of when I was at the Spanish Steps and it was full of people sitting still, (laughs) including myself. (laughs) Um, Also, you can't roll your suitcase like on the steps, which makes a lot of sense. And I'm glad that you can't. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a new or a lot or whatever, but it was just like explicitly written. And then one other, oh wait, okay, sorry. Actually, I have two more from this article. Maybe I am sharing most of the article. (laughs) You can't wade in the Trevi fountain. Like you can't get in it, which I thought was pretty self-explanatory. That didn't surprise me for one second. (laughs) But I am wondering if I've seen pictures of people. Sometimes I see like travel bloggers, influencers or whatever, sharing their pictures of Trevi fountain. And they went, they go at first thing in the morning where there aren't crowds yet. Like I've definitely seen a handful of pictures that are like without crowds, which is crazy. It's one of the more crowded places I've ever been. And so I have a feeling there's probably pictures out there of people doing it, of course, but I can't think of any time I've actually seen any, but yeah, uh, when I was there, I can't even tell you how much I would not be interested in getting into that. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Although I guess probably people steal all the money. So, um, and then one more bonus fact, pub crawls are banned in Rome. <laughs> yeah, I could see that getting out of hand. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting because the way it was phrased too, and this actually, to be honest, I might've gotten onto different articles by now. So I'm not even sure if all this is from the same, but what's interesting is that they still happen. People will do like <laughs> illegal pub crawls. And so the way it was phrased, what I was reading was like, if you're caught in one of the pub crawls that happens, <laughs> 
<laughs> when you go from one pub to the next, you're like, scatter. Yeah, like, yeah that's room. what I was just thinking. Like, it really kind of begs the question, like, at what point is something defined as a pub crawl? Like, yeah. How many people need to be involved? How how directly about, how, how much needs to be planned in advance? Like, yeah. what makes a pub crawl a pub crawl? Because you know, surface level, there's not that big of a difference between a night out and a pop crawl. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, those are my facts. Uh, I will continue to explore the lonely planet of Italy before I come out and visit because that'll be fun. So I'll probably go buy yes, a physical yes, copy yes. because this is what I really want in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> booted? Have you been booted this week? Yeah. So for times I've been booted this week, nothing super exciting, but I have been wearing a lot of boots. I've pretty much only been wearing boots because actually here's why I needed to get booted. I did. I, I, I sent a snap to you, like to the family. Uh, I did like a cartoon style slip on my ice rink on the back when I was wearing tennis <laughs> shoes. Like I just wore sneakers out to go run an errand or whatever, go to my car on full flip. Like it was so embarrassing. I was like, hold, like I wasn't really holding anything that like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, grocery bag of all my groceries going flying everywhere. But Whoa. it was like the most cartoonish, like slip back. Like I just fully fell on my back. It was so embarrassing. It was slightly painful, but luckily not super bad. Like I didn't like get bruised or anything. Uh, and then some guy saw me and he was like, are you okay? And I was so embarrassed that someone saw, but also like to be in his shoes. <laughs> like I really wish I had seen because it really must've been funny. And so officially I have booted myself for the rest of the season because I am not putting on anything without more traction than that anytime I walk outside because it's going to continue to stay icy everywhere. So yeah, that's me being booted. <laughs> that happened to me uh, in Hokkaido. Mary Kate and I went to this like really great ramen restaurant and we walked out and it just like, whoop. <laughs> you just got to laugh, you know? Yeah. It is one of the funniest things that can happen. That's why yeah. I love, or I don't love, I hate ice skating <laughs> because it's really hard. Yeah. And you get good by the end, but then you have to leave. But yeah. I went ice skating last year in Philly with Josh and Jonathan. And it was so funny watching people fall. Like, it's just so funny when you fall. It's funny for everyone around you. When they fall, it's yeah. funny for you. Like, it is just the funny. <laughs> uh, I got snow booted, ski booted, right? Uh, skiing up there. True, true. Yeah, yeah. One of my Christmas gifts on the on the way from mom and dad um are cowboy boots so once I once I get them here and can try them on maybe we'll we'll share a picture of those um, <laughs> not not arrived yet but yeah that's a really exciting the... booting <laughs> yeah <laughs> Amazing. Um, but no, yeah, I don't think I have any other booted stories from the week getting kicked out anywhere I too have been wearing boots a lot but it's just been it's been rainy stormy like stormy here so do you have good rain boots? Uh, I have the same boots that oh, you have. The, I don't have those anymore. Well, that you had. Yeah. We both used to always wear the um, Sperry brand duck boots. Um, Dude, we're, we're dropping brand names left and right in this episode. I know. Like time, to get some, time to get some. Uh, wait. Yeah. That's we'll true. be back. After <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I really wore those out. I wore those a lot for years and I, I have them physically still, but I can't wear them anymore. I broke the laces first of all, but that obviously can be fixed. But I like flipped them over last year when I was wearing them a little bit in the snow. And I was like, 
it's smooth. Like the traction is gone. It is really smooth. So yeah, I think they served me well, but it was time to (laughs) let them go. But I'm glad that yours have still uh, served you. I'm curious. You should send me a picture of the bottom and I can see how also I'll also send you how smooth mine are. <laughs> Tread analysis, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I wore mine more because like mine are, yeah, they were really worn out, but we've had them the same amount of time. I think I wore them constantly in college too. Like they've always been That'll my rain it. boots. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would wear like, I've been wearing them on these trips because I've been going to rainy places, but. I usually just wear them if it's raining. Gotcha. Anyway. Well, cool. (laughs) That's enough about boots. I think that's about it then. Do we even remember how these episodes go? But I think I know. (laughs) Let's do a tiny teaser that next week's episode is going to be different. We don't need to say any more than that, but unless you want to, but (laughs) it's yeah, it'll it'll be yeah, it'll be a different setup. Yeah. (laughs) So everyone can look forward to that. I will talk to you later. Have a good week. Yeah, you too. Good talking to you. Bye. Bye. Are we putting the picture on last week or this week then? That's where I get confused. This like, what do you mean last? Like last week, last episode, the last. Are we putting the recorded? Yeah, we. I think we have to because that's when you told us. Yeah, we've got a little bit of like a time warp situation. Yeah, I think it was like. I feel like we were really natural with recording before we started releasing episodes. And now yeah. it's like so jumbled in my head of like yeah. what people know, what people don't it's know. But so also confusing. Yeah. by the time they hear this, they know everything we know now.